What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath. I love sports cards. I think you do too. You would not be taking time out of your week to listen to someone else talk about collecting sports cards unless you didn't love collecting sports cards yourself. Thank you for coming by. We are going to get into it. A lot is going on for me in my personal life. I'm recording this. It is a fall weekend as I record this in Indianapolis. Trying to get this in, making sure I don't skip a beat, even though a lot is going on in my personal life. We are on in the waiting game. We are in the waiting game as I'm recording this on figuring out when our new daughter is going to join us. We've been waiting, twiddling our thumbs. By the time this drops, she will be here. As I record this, she is not here. So it is the in-between period. Um, we are scheduled to go in on Monday. If it doesn't happen sooner, I'm super excited. Officially, uh, official, official girl dad. I think when you add a second one to the mix, you're the official girl dad stamp. So a house full of girls, super excited. I want to thank the unofficial sponsor of today's show, Pampers. We spend a lot of money with you. We will be spending even more money with you. There's a lot of diaper madness going on. There'll be even more. But Pampers, man, it's just, it brings the heat when you're trying to, it's the easiest, easiest to put on, the most durable. So I want to shout, shout that out. We don't survive here on the Stacking Slabs program without the unofficial sponsor. I'm excited. I'm, I have been keeping space in my brain to do this show. It's a, an escape from me as a lot is going on in my life. We recently, I recently said goodbye to work for a month, which is kind of wild. Taking a paternity leave. I want to shout out my employer for uh, letting that be possible. I think it will be family time will be the priority definitely here with no work. Excited for that. I am an individual who needs a creative outlet at all times, and I'm thankful that this show and sports cards in general provide that for me. So we'll continue to put out the episodes. There might be a lapse here or there. I hope not, but I'll let y'all know if we're missing one. But yeah, I love this. I love doing these. Um, I'm excited to extend the family, and I will continue to do whatever I can to put out sports card content for you, the collector, on the Stacking Slabs podcast. This year has been full of a tremendous amount of change for me, and with that, there needs to be consideration for how I think about the hobby and what I do here. When you get a new child in the mix, when you move into a new home, um, I'm entering the third year of my startup. I think you have to consider with all of these changes and shifts around us, and these changes aren't exclusive to me. I would imagine you out there, the listener, the busy professional, the spouse, you have a lot of change going on as well. So I think I saw a post earlier this week, or it might have been a couple of weeks ago, but it was a post from someone about exiting the hobby this past week. 
And, you know, we never want to see people leave. But I think when people leave and share information why, it's always something to take note of. And one of the reasons cited by this individual was that it was too expensive. And I think we're in it day to day. And we do this all the time. We're constantly making deals, buying, doing that. And sometimes we just don't see the, the cost. So I think it's important at times to zoom out. And when you zoom out and look at what's going on, it really is ridiculous how expensive this hobby is. And, and it's expensive at any stage. It's expensive when you enter, um, you know, when you're wasting money on wax, wasting money on prospecting that never pans out. That's expensive. It's like lighting money on fire. And it's amazing that in that turn and in that evolution and at the top of the funnel and how this whole thing is organized with the way the content is, with the way the, the manufacturers position themselves, when you just look at the boxes and who's on the boxes, it's all positioned for the unproven and for the potential. It's like that scratching the lottery ticket. And it's like lighting money on fire. And it's it, it, honestly, if you survive that first stage, grow the hobby, grow the hobby. It's like, go win it big with this prospect. It's not how you grow the hobby. But if you survive that stage, if you make it through lighting all of your money on fire and you realize, you know what, that fucking sucks. But I really enjoy sports cards and it r reminds me of connecting back to a simpler time in my life. I love collecting. It reminds me of being able to think about memories, to align with a player or team. If you make it past that shitty stage of prospecting that is stuck in our face by the mainstream, what they put on you, then it's still expensive because we realize that the cards that we want and desire and are significant and make us feel something are super expensive. So it's expensive at all stages. In that shitty stage when we enter and we don't know it's shitty, but we're trying to make it big all the way through where we're at now when we've got a focus and we're buying cards that we love. It's expensive. We must prioritize budgeting and make sure that the most important things that we're responsible for as human beings before collectors are put first. The keeping up with the Joneses or what's happening on the Instagram app or what's happening with other people's collection is the wrong way to approach it. You should not give a fuck what someone buys, what they do, how they're organized, what they, that shouldn't influence your behavior. What should influence your behavior is yourself, what you're about, how you collect, and what gets you motivated. I think one of the observations that I've made over the last three and a half, four years, talking to collectors every day, analyzing, studying human behavior realizing that there is a something special in this space, especially with the people who treat this as an escape, who are the CEOs of their PC and collect sports cards because it, make, it makes them happy, is one quality, and that is self-awareness. And I'll say this, my analysis as a human being who studies human behavior regularly, I would say if you, if you have a pie graph of self-aware people, and people who aren't self-aware, a majority of the people that I see out in the mainstream are not self-aware. 
and the people who I believe are listening to this show, who are the collectors who are in it, because this is the sliver of time that they dedicate and is their escape. Those people, for the most part, in my observations, in hundreds and hundreds of hours of talking to collectors, those people are self-aware. Put this out there on the story this week. And I said, self-awareness is a theme I've picked up after hundreds of hundreds of hours of communicating with collectors. Self-aware collectors create a system fueled by their passion, supported by value. Self-aware collectors let the feelings drive purchases and minimize the effect of others. Outside counsel can be welcomed from their network, but ex- the accepted feedback must be predicated on trust. Most everything happening around the self-aware collector on this app, at shows, or other platforms has zero impact on the way they go about their business. Self-aware collectors are consistent, and the self-aware collector is what keeps the hobby moving. Self-awareness in the self-aware collector is counterculture to the mainstream or investment culture. I can hear the who, my generation, playing in the background as I'm talking about this right now. But it's amazing to me that the self-aware collectors are the people that not only keep the hobby moving, but hobby businesses aren't customizing their experiences for those people. They're customizing their experiences for those people that enter the funnel and just churn out the bottom. We're not doing anything on the mainstream to make sure these people are retained because we're looking for that transaction, that quick buck, that quick dollar. The self-aware collectors reach that point because of trials and tribulations, because of passion, because they believe there's something bigger than winning it big. And I'm not here to say, you know what? We don't want the value of our collections to go up and we don't want the prices of our cards to go up. That's silly. That's nonsense. But what I am saying, it's playing the long game. It's being in it because this is a hobby. This is what we do to get away from all the stresses, all the priorities, all the obligations. Self-aware collectors buy the players and buy the cards that connect back to those moments and memories in time that make them feel something. So I want to shout out you, the self-aware collector who is counterculture to the mainstream and counterculture to the investment culture. It sucks that the investment culture is the front and center, front page of the news. You hear about sports cards from a friend, you go to YouTube and you type in sports cards and you're fed a bunch of junk. It sucks but I'm glad you're all here listening to this show, talking about collectors, talking about cards, talking about passion. And I hope you enjoy the damn parallel series that I am running really freaking hard to curate because those people on that show give a shit, they care, and they are passionate collectors. Did you check out Friday's episode? I had my man Joey, the E-Trader, back on the program. It's in the archive. We talked about 1992 Tops Gold. You want to talk about a shot of nostalgia coming at you? Those aren't the most expensive cards, but that's okay. It's okay to talk about cards that aren't to the moon or cards that aren't going to blow up tomorrow. It's okay. 
1992 Topps Gold, first gold parallel, looking through those posts. And shout out to everyone who posted their damn cards. And let me curate that on my page. Looking at all those images gave me a feeling like I haven't felt in a while. Reminded me of being a young youth walking into a local card shop, buying packs of 92 tops, getting the golds, celebrating, and just putting those damn things in my binder. That was awesome. I love digging. I love going back into the memory machine. I think... When I do these conversations, there's always a side effect. You're not just talking about the cards. You're not just talking about the collector, but other themes come up. There's three themes in talking with Joey in 1992 Tops Gold that stuck out to me, and I'm going to call them out right here. Theme number one, if at one point in time, the card is highly desirable, it will always hold some sort of value. And I think that's interesting. And I think that makes sense. And I think Joey turned the tables on me and made the example about Andrew Luck and Andrew Luck cards. And there was a time when Andrew Luck was the hobby heartthrob, right? You all remember 2012 if you were collecting. I wasn't collecting then, but Andrew Luck was everything. People were buying all of his stuff and he was incredible on the field. And then what happened, right? Andrew Luck retired and then all of a sudden his cards go down in price. To me, I just love Andrew Luck and I went to all of his home games and so I started buying his cards and I want to curate an Andrew Luck collection that's one of the best in the world. Well, Joey reminded me, you know what, just because he's not a Super Bowl winner and likely not going to be in the Hall of Fame, those cards that you're buying, buying likely will still hold value because at one point people desire them. And so with that, that allows those cards to hold value. And I thought that was an interesting point. And it's non-exclusive to Andrew Luck. This transcends collecting. This transcends sports. You can think about examples of players that you see today. And the other one, Penny Hardway is another great one, right? We all remember that moment in time when he captivated us in our youth and adolescence. And he did not win championships. And, you know, likely not on greatest players of all time list, but he made us feel something in that moment. So I think that's important. Another call out that I thought was interesting or a theme that I pulled was the manipulation of manufacturers and its impact on collectors. We got into talking about 1989 Upper Deck and those things being printed to the moon because of Ken Griffey Jr. And I think that story, although it happened in 1989, we should hold a heavy level of skepticism for what we see out front and center from people who are making cards always. We should be skeptical and make sure that while it might not just be base cards, there might be something going on with all of the parallels that we see on a regular basis. And this maps into the second, third theme, excuse me, that I observed from my conversation with Joey. And that's the power and potential of prospecting. It is like It's intoxicating. It is like shooting up. It is like getting someone high. It is like pouring 12 shots of Patron and giving it to someone and say, go make a good decision. It blinds you. It's addicting. People fall into that trap. So when you marry the manipulation of manufacturers with the power and potential of prospecting, it could set you sideways. We talked about Joey buying a box of Bowman Chrome baseball. I went back and was like, You know, I'm not a baseball guy, but obviously Bowman Chrome baseball is predicated on potential. 
We all know that. That's the history and lineage of that product. And so I went to Cardboard Connection and I just checked out like, what are the contents of the box? What are the makeups of the box? And I looked into just the 100 Bowman Chrome prospects. What are the parallels that exist for those players? Here we go, everyone. Get ready. Strap in. All right. You have the Shimmer Refractor. We're talking parallels. The Shimmer Refractor, one in 12 packs. The Base Refractor, out of $4.99. The Speckle Refractor, out of $2.99. The Purple Refractor, out of $2.50. The Purple Shimmer Refractor, out of $2.50. The Fuchsia Pink Vaporwave <laughs> Refractor, out of $1.99. Is that serious? Fuchsia Pink Vaporwave, okay, out of $1.99. You've got the Fuchsia Shimmer Refractor, out of $1.99. The Blue Refractor, out of $1.50. The Aqua Refractor, out of $1.25. The Aqua Pink Vapor Refractor, out of $1.25. The Green Refractor, out of $99. The Green Shimmer Refractor, out of $99. The Yellow Refractor, out of $75. The Yellow Orange Vapor Wave Refractor, out of $75. The Gold Refractor, out of $50. The Gold Shimmer Refractor, out of $25. The Orange Refractor, out of $25. The Orange Shimmer Refractor, out of $25. The Red Shimmer Refractor, out of 10, the red refractor out of five, the red aqua vapor wave refractor out of five, the red shimmer refractor out of five, the super refractor one of one, but we've all learned there's more than one super refractor. They're doing a whole damn buyback campaign. Okay. So Bowman first, add all that up, 2,595 printed parallels for each player, 100 players, times 100, 259,500 parallels just in the base set that's printed. Junk parallel era question mark? Good to have content in a product. I think the problem is the positioning. We go to the breakers. They're going absolutely apeshit when they pull anything that has a number and color. You look at the boxes of these. I went to Fanatics right before this. $319.99. This is all selling potential. The parallel era today is a device to print more. Parallels on top of parallels on top of parallels that don't mean anything. They don't, we're talking about parallels. Let me go back to my favorite example here would be the, the fuchsia pink Vaporwave refractor out of 199. Okay. How many of these guys in Bowman Chrome Baseball are going to do anything? Okay. Think about the, the money being lit on fire to get a fuchsia pink vaporwave refractor out of 199. That's not going to mean anything in a matter of time. It's crazy, man. The mainstream. <laughs> this week, we're going to be uh, digging back into the parallels, of course. Maybe talk about a time and era where things weren't printed to the moon. I'm excited. We're unlocking a new character on Friday. John Spur fan fanatic. We're talking Star Rubies. His collection is freaking insane. I've wanted to have John on for some time. He's a good brother. We had a good time catching up, talking cards. Literally, we're talking about Star Rubies. This is a card and a parallel that's significant. We talk about Michael Jordan. We talk about Barry Sanders. We talk about just so much fun stuff. Stuff that you, the listener of the Stacking Slabs podcast, are going to get excited about. It's going to make you feel something. I want to close this out in this episode and getting this one in before my life turns upside down. Talk a little bit about the way I'm approaching cards right now. And I'm having a hard time 
smashing Ben right now. You know I'm a Ben smasher. I'm a degenerate Ben smasher. But I am kind of taking a step back. I'm not. I don't need the dopamine hits. I don't need to buy in volume. I'm trying, especially when I think about the adjustments happening in my life with everything, the house, the kid, everything, taking a step back. So I am more inclined these days to go to auction and make it happen in auction. And a lot this past week, there were so many auctions that were going down on the wrestling card front. Wrestling cards rule, man. I love wrestling cards. I love the community. I love still how it's in its infancy stages. I love the collecting, how it makes me feel. I lost three cards at auction this week, and that was okay. I would much rather lose three cards at auction than overpay for cards. And I won one. And I, I had, I, there was lessons in those losses. I lost cards and then I went and looked back on other cards that were adjacent or parallel or had some connection. And it gave me the inclination to, that I might be closer than I thought on some of these other cards that are on my watch list. So I think those are lessons that we can take. Those are lessons that we can learn and we should always be asking ourselves those things, especially when we are spending our hard-earned money on sports cards. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you feel the passion. I love sports cards. I love doing this show about sports cards. We're talking star rubies on Friday. John Spur Fanatic coming at you. Take care and happy collecting. Happy collecting.